Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Rangers, this is Zordon. It's time for another episode of the Canned Air Podcast. All right, it's morning time. Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today from uh, the Torg Gaming Convention right here in Ohio that uh, yours truly is going to be attending. That's uh, July 6th in Newark, Ohio. Correct. We have Mike Coletti joining us. Mike, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, we got to meet you at the uh, at the what's what the CorpsCon here in Hilliard, and yep. man, that was a hell of a good time. So I'm I'm really excited for Torgs. So looking at that uh, flyer, didn't uh, who was it? Sergeant Slaughter going to be there? Oh, that's right. Yeah, is that the same one? No, that's CTS. That's CTS. That's, yeah, that's CTS. Yep. I'm still stoked. I'm yeah. still stoked. <laughs> I want to go to that one too. Yeah, I'm we still... focus more on uh, door prizes than we do celebrities. But coming here soon in the coming years. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. But that's fine with me because you can't take celebrities home. You can take the door yeah. prizes home, exactly. Yeah. So that works. I will take it. Yeah, that depends. depends on how desperate the celebrity is, though. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> and then we're going to be turning our attention over to Mike to find out more about Torgs, and I want to find out more about this uh, band Adamera that you're a part of. But again, later in the episode. But before we do all of that, uh, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. If you want to uh, support the show, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod. Or I think there's even a link on our website, just CandairPodcast.com. Is there not? Mm-hmm. There is. That you can uh, click. They'll take you right over where you can, uh, for $5 a month, get access to the Candare Patreon pod, which is going on, what is it, uh, how many episodes now? 30, I think. Oh, hell no. Not even close. Maybe like 19, 20? I have no idea. I lost after I think 12. Something like that. I think it's around 20. So hey, that's, that's a lot of listening to do, right? It's almost two years worth there. Almost. Almost. By the first one, you can have the rest of them for free for that month. There you go. <laughs> However you look at it. Sorry. 19 was the last one that posted. 19. Gotcha. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, anyway, you can get access to that show for $5 a month. And uh, if you don't have money to throw our way, just uh, head over to iTunes. Give us a, a review. That, that helps so much more than you realize. While iTunes is still here. <laughs> oh, yeah, days are numbered, aren't they? What <laughs> yep. the fuck are we going to do? Just, well, there'll be some way to do it. I think it'll still have Apple Podcasts or yeah, we get on it. They're so. just going to branch into three different, like, TV, music, and Always making podcasts. shit more complicated than it has to be, <laughs> yep. Apple. Thank you so much. 
Uh, what else? Wizard, if you're going to a Wizard Con in the near future at checkout, use Candare in the promo code box and get yourself a cool 10% off your ticket cost. I mean, what else I got to say? I shouldn't cool, have to talk 10%. you into that. If you're yeah. going to the fucking con, use the promo code. Yep. 10%. That's a pre-pop vinyl, basically. There you go. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. It's showtime. Got it, dude. no expense. All right, Randy. This was your uh, this was your idea. Kick us off. Our our favorite songs from video games, television, and movies. Yep. All right. So uh, the first thing that comes to my mind um, it's from a video game. Uh, when I was younger, um, my first video game system I got was a Super Nintendo. I got uh, Super Mario World for a while. Mm. Uh, used to that music, but probably about six months after I had it, I got Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. Ooh, yeah. And going from the music of Super Mario World to Donkey Kong Country 2 blew my mind. Tell you what, Nintendo games have solid freaking soundtracks. Yes, they do. All the time. Even <laughs> if it's a game you're not into, you're going to like the music probably. Yeah. Super distinguishable, distinguishable music yeah. too. That's yeah. for sure. I feel like maybe the same composer did a lot of that, which is probably why, you yeah. know. But um, I could be wrong about that. I'm just assuming. Yeah. I, all I know is just the, the complete difference in music. Like it, there's the the roller coaster level on Donkey Kong Country 2 was amazing. That tune, I don't know if we can splice it in or not. Sure. But yeah, it was it was awesome. Isn't that more islandy type music, pretty much? Or they it? have all kinds of different tones in there. Is I it, mean, it was, it was like, very drum heavy, heavy music, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. I feel like it was, but it was it was right. infectious. It really was. The first world was like a pirate world, so you had like a lot of those kind of like you hear like a ship creaking and the and mm. it was just and stuff in the background. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, uh, Mike. What about you, sir? You know, I have. I I can tell you my favorite game of all time was actually on the Xbox original. I had skipped the first couple titles, but it's actually Jet Set Radio Future. That entire soundtrack. Um, I I mean, I I grew up rollerblading, and uh, this game, I I guarantee you if you saw it, you would recognize it. It was... uh, it was, it was pretty much about rollerblading and uh, like spray, spray painting. Yes, yeah, I do remember yep. this. Every single song on that soundtrack. I think his name was um, Hideki Naganuma, I think was his name. But that guy, he, uh, I loved not not only for the gameplay, but, you know, I would just sit there and it had the ability to listen to the soundtrack while you were skating around in, like, your main hideout place. And I would just sit there and listen to the soundtrack. It actually got me into drum and basing. It got me into electronic wow. dance music uh, and a lot of that stuff, even punk rock, which is kind of weird. There's a couple tracks on there that just uh, got me into that genre. And um, the only other game that I can think of, I was thinking more recent. I mean, the, well, this isn't more recent, but the, the whole Final Fantasy soundtrack, Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. And then uh, more recent, if you have the ability to, on Steam, it's a game called Undertale. 
yeah. all of the entire soundtrack on that game is just fantastic as well. Yeah, Undertale and I, awesome. I do a lot of music producing myself, and that it just fantastic. What's the premise for Undertale? I know that title. Well, the whole game, I mean, the whole thing is it's about choice. Um, you can go the entire game being, I mean, with a pacifist run Not or you can okay. go the genocide route. Yeah, you Almost can literally like win the entire too. game. Exactly. Okay, It's, it's exactly kind of like in the Super Nintendo form. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can go the entire game without killing anyone. I mean, yeah. it's insanely hard, but it, it gives you the choice, more or less. Interesting. But those are the three that comes to mind. Yep. Very good, very good. I, I'd, have to, I'd have to look them up. I can't think of any of them. I, can't, I don't think oh, yeah. I know these. Concept of love, man. It's a it's a great song. So you're saying it's this? Uh, it was one of the titles you just mentioned. There was responsible. I think it was Jet Set Radio Future was responsible for yep. getting you into music. Yeah, actually, wow. um, it got me into a specific genre. I used to, um, I'd say, about three years ago. I haven't done it because I've done more of like my post-hardcore music. But I used to write EDM. I used to write dubstep. Um, before that, I used to make very ambient and um, I would say like drum and bass influenced uh, songs as well. And it really got me into those genres that I wasn't really subjected to as a kid. I mean, I, I grew up on Enigma, which is Indian chant music, you know, so. <laughs> oh, so funny you bring Video that name games. up. Enigma? Yeah. yeah. Well, when it gets to my turn. Okay. We'll get there. Nice. Jack, it's your turn. Hey. <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> so Genesis, the Sega Genesis, Streets of Rage 2. Oh, nice. The music nice. on that thing always reminded me of Enigma, actually. Really? Yeah, one of their, one of their <laughs> I had one of their cassettes. I don't remember the name of it, but I used to listen to that thing forward and backward constantly. I don't think I've ever listened to it. But the music in that, in that okay. game is amazing. time i played streets of rage was not this year but last year at the korg gaming convention with the tm and uh, the turtles modded oh, into it awesome. awesome it was fun <laughs> it was neat anyway i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you good go ahead but yeah streets of rage 2 and then after that would be probably halo Ooh, nice. good choice yeah, yeah. Uh, any specific or just just the initial theme with the chanting oh, in the yeah. beginning and even with that new trailer that just came out. What's that? 
the Breaking Benjamin single. What was it called? Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about yeah. that. <laughs> that didn't age well. That no, got a little corny. No, but, not. But <laughs> what, what, really, sorry, Randy. I got to no, cool. run with this. What was awesome, though, and I've talked about this on the show before, on the same tra- soundtrack that had that, again, who was that again? Hoobastank? Breaking Benjamin. Breaking ben- Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> there, uh, Incubus actually did uh, four tracks. Oh, that's right. I remember you said that. I think they were just called ago. The Odyssey 1, 2, 3, and 4, Part 1, Two, three, and four, but they're fucking awesome. They are so good, and uh, I can't. Ex- they, I would. They kind of have a Pink Floyd kind of a feel to mm-hmm. them. They're all instrumental. There's no uh, singing. It's just part of the actual soundtrack. I think they're in the game, huh? So uh, yeah, check it out. This Halo Two soundtrack. That one. God. Yeah. And then with E3 just going on, they had the new Halo Infinite oh, or dude, whatever trailer. That. Yeah. And like at the very end, it starts getting into that that initial Halo theme, and it just. Gives you chills and gets you pumped up. I don't know if I'll play it. Yeah, I got to admit, I saw it and I got a little pumped myself, even yeah, though I've already to. like written Halo off. Exactly, you know, like, same here. I think they're going back to the roots. I've noticed like he's back in his normal armor. Yeah, I, I think they're really going back to the roots, which is great because I think three forty three just destroyed the direction of Halo. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, you've yeah. got it right. It's man. still three four three, so I don't know if they yeah. kind of someone took him in the back. Bungie took him in the back and spanked him <laughs> and <laughs> set him. <laughs> I hope so because yeah, no one wants to shoot at fucking floating metal pieces. We want to shoot shoot at the covenant, the flood. Come on! It looks like Cortana's back too at the end of that trailer. Yeah, too. those yeah. sneaky bastards, yep. <laughs> aren't they? Though, Ugh, what anyway. you got, Jeremy? Uh, it's funny, you know. You had mentioned uh, right off the bat, and I got a little scared with Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. My God, what a great soundtrack, <laughs> uh, just from front to back. And yeah. There was a, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but uh, overclockedremix.com or .org, I think it okay. is. But uh, it's just a website where people, like musicians, redo video game music, and then they'll make albums out of them. Like, okay. there's one on there called Mario, Portrait of a Plumber, which is... All of the uh, Mario 64 music redone by different artists. Oh, nice. And there's all kinds of shit like that on there. And all these albums are completely free to download. Awesome. Mm. So strongly recommend, because I listen to them all the time. All the time, especially like at work and stuff. Okay. That's awesome. But um, one in particular is uh, Overworld 2 is what it's called in the game. And I know that doesn't mean shit to you guys sitting here. Well, hang on. Which world are we talking here? Is that the donut world with the cape? It's where you're not you're like on the treetops or like mushroom tops, and the screen never stops moving. It forces you oh, to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Not the overworld, but like within one of the. I'm just going off the title Sorry. I found on YouTube. Actually, if you give me one quick second here, I can play it for you. Those levels are the bane of my existence in Mario. The ones that are constantly moving, <laughs> the side scrolling <laughs> ones. Yeah, because I just want to wait, wait, wait for that jump. Wait, wait. Oh, you push off the edge of that. <laughs> And then I have to wait a half hour to play again because my friend picked it up. Here it is. Okay, yep. There it is. That's an old-timey 20s sound. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I think this was overlooked at how amazing... This sounds for 16-bit. That sounds like yeah, a, does, a yeah. saloon piano. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does. It does. Anyway. It's amazing. I'll compare games. I have some games I have on uh, Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. 
Super Nintendo always sounds so much better than Sega Genesis games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sega sounds like you're listening ah. to a recording through a crappy speaker. Uh-oh, sounds like Mike's <laughs> about ready to throw down with me here. I'm not a fan of Nintendo. Okay. Sweet. Wow. Sweet. I was never, I was always Genesis before Nintendo. Well, Mike, I'm it was a pleasure guy. having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Sega couldn't keep up with the, the color palette, Nintendo could. Wait, we're not going to no. a Sega con, are we? <laughs> Sega in its final form, okay? <laughs> it's funny you bring up that song, actually, because uh, there's a Trap remix of that. Really? <laughs> that I just listened to, yeah. Huh. Uh, at at the summit there will be like ambient music in the background we're going to be playing a lot of like uh edm and trap remixes of these older songs that's nice. cool like okay. a, yeah sweet i had found on uh, again that same website overclocked remix a album of just different again different people's performance but one of these looked like was in front of a, an audience it sounded like it was a, like in an opera house or maybe not an opera house but like where whatever Live orchestra, orchestra would perform and it was just a couple guys on um was it xylophones maybe playing all these things and it was amazing huh. absolutely amazing i think it's xylophones which the little mallets you hit on yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll cut a little piece of that in right here. Yeah, man, that was freaking awesome. I check it out. Okay, I'll check that out. Sounds sweet. Uh, really quick, tacking onto that, since we're all mentioning uh, all <laughs> several at a time here, going in the same vein as Mario Brothers. Uh, the end of Mario Brothers two, when after you defeat Wart, <clears throat> and uh, you, he's waking up from the dream, you realize the whole thing was a dream. That tune that plays right there is is a song that I've never forgotten. And I can go years without hearing it, and I still fresh in my head. Hang on one second. I've never heard that song. Here it is. I've never seen the end of Mario (laughs) 2. Yeah. (laughs) This is it. Oh, it's cute. Right? Lulling you to sleep just a little (laughs) bit. Yeah. Mario waking up, like, oh, it was just a dream. Fuck it, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Do I need to pee yet? No, I could keep saying. No more eating shrooms before another bed. Another damn castle. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a few, uh, few of the tracks from Mario that I just, over the years, have stuck with me. I love them. Awesome. Okay. Uh, underwater World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't think of a few Underwater Worlds, but... That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love so that circusy at Carnival. Yeah, yeah. my chair. Step right up. Yeah, <laughs> Randy, back to you. All right. So on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, <clears throat> if we're still talking video games, um, in high school, I was about fifteen. Um, I had a PlayStation Two. Uh, I wasn't just a Nintendo fan. I'm French <laughs> now. Um, I picked up a game one Friday night called Dynasty Warriors Four. 
and I don't know if anybody's played any of the Dynasty Warriors. I played game, some of them, yeah. But um, Dynasty Warriors Four, like that intro, all of them really, but that's the first one I had experience for. It's a mix of Asian and hard rock. I mean, just right from the intro, it's just total balls to the wall, like rocking out swords, and it's just amazing. Mm. And they just they do all these different rock tracks mis- mixed with like Asian themes throughout the entire game, and you just it's just awesome. <laughs> Very good, very good. I can't wait to hear that. I know I played them, but I can't place the songs at all. You two be uh, remembering what you're mentioning to, and shoot me the YouTube links. Okay, shoot me the links because I don't want to go digging for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, after last week, I was like, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, got to search Asian rock. Um, Jeremy, pull it up real quick. It's uh, <laughs> if you can, <laughs> Dynasty Warriors Four Straight Ahead. And this is one of the songs during uh, a mission you're playing. Say it again, Dynasty Warriors for what? Straight ahead. Straight ahead. Are you familiar with Dynasty Warriors at all, Mike? Yeah, wasn't a fan. Okay. <laughs> I'm just striking out with you today, bro. But right when you said straight ahead, it reminded me of that uh, Sonic song. This melt your face raw yep. metal. Jesus. Woody woo woo. So I do remember that and I think I did enjoy that game. I just don't think I ever really kept up with the series. I mean they release a new one like every year. It's about as bad as Madden. They do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> one just always I didn't catch on with it. Yeah, it, it it's a good game. They're just fighting games or what? So basically it's um you basically you, you pick a character and you have mission objectives and you have to basically run through and like kill all these little min, um, like minions and, and generals and stuff like that. So it's I'll have to bring it over and let you guys play mm-hmm. sometime. It was yeah. good for its yeah. time because there was the hack and tons slash, yeah. of enemies around that you could just sit there and just maul them all. It, it's good stress relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Like you always just stood there and they were like, hit me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could a couple swings of your sword you could wipe out like hundreds of enemies. Yeah. It was just Wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be really neat. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh Mike, did you have any more songs you wanted to mention? Yeah, well, when he says straight ahead, I, I don't think that's the song title that I was thinking of, but it was um Ah, what was it? Sonic Adventures one or two where he collects all the gems. Live and learn, crush forty. There it Holy is. Holy shit, what a great <laughs> pick, man. I forgot all about that. I what, oh, didn't yeah, Nino Court do that? Wasn't that him? Or I have no idea, but who cares? Because it was just, oh my God. Live and learn, <laughs> hanging on the edge of tomorrow. Sonic, let me see That's here. right. I've yeah, got that to- was an epic final boss battle. I, I think when I played that, I died on purpose just so that song would, <laughs> would loop back through. I've got him somewhere. There he is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, what an amazing yep. game that Straight was. Straight 80s rocker. 
Oh, dude, this game was phenomenal. This game was so good. Brooke and I were hooked on it, and that's part what of the was reason. That on Super Nintendo? Uh, GameCube. No, GameCube. GameCube. Oh, okay. It's, it's part technically of the... Dreamcast, but then they Yeah, it was Dreamcast and then GameCube. Yeah. It's actually in that bag right there behind you. Sweet. But uh, I don't have a working copy. The disc never works. So is there, <clears> do you know, as a gamer, a way to fix a, a GameCube you get disc? You talk to your friend that has a disc resurfacer that can Toothpaste. Hook you up. Do you have one? Yes. <laughs> Toothpaste. <laughs> I've already I've no. tried brushing it, and I've tried. <laughs> Everything. Nothing's working, Jack. Hmm. All right. Anyway, um, that okay. That was a very good pick. I cannot wait to revisit that whole album. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. We totally cut you off there. <laughs> like yeah, <none>. thought. <laughs> did I? I think I did. Oh. Okay. No, you're good. No, I appreciate you. You knew it. You knew it by artist and song name. I was like that one song from Sonic. You know, I don't know how straight ahead got me. <laughs> Am I forgiven for a, uh, being a Nintendo no. fan now? I appreciate that, you. <laughs> that was not only the, the one of the better songs on there. I mean, that was, I think, probably one of the best. But there was also, like, Pumpkin Hill, When You First Meet Knuckles. Yeah, that that rap song. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, the very first one, when you're going down the... Uh, the City Escape. City Escape in yep. San Francisco. They're down the hills and stuff. That is so fun. Yeah, I think the same band that did... Um, the end credit, that end song we just listened to, did that one as well. Yeah, running around yep. at the speed of sound. Yep. Yeah, that was yes. good. <laughs> I missed that game. That was so fun. There was something in there where you could also like hatch these eggs, these the little chow, the, chaos is, I, or chows or whatever. I can never remember if it's chow or cow or something. Like I that, don't but know. Yeah, it's but you, you got to I thought it was cow. Or okay, cow. you're probably were, right. Maybe it is chow. No idea. I, I wish I they know. would specify. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Anyway, that we, me and Brooke played the shit out of that game. Yeah, yeah. So much, so much fun. And I, I believe the second one wasn't even good. Like, I feel like we tried the second one and it wasn't, like, even close to living up to the first. So, technically, if you're talking GameCube, the second one was really the first Sonic Adventure. They just re-released it as DX. That's Sonic right. Adventure 2. Right. That's the good one we're talking yeah. about. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Am I, am I right, Mike? Didn't they release... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. The, yeah. Whatever followed yeah. that Yeah. wasn't good. Maybe that was just like the 360 one? Oh. Uh, everything after was trash. Dull yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sonic, I mean, everything. Like, uh, especially on the Wii title, it just went downhill because they essentially forgot what made a Sonic game great. Right. Yeah. And then they re- they wasn't it a modder that they uh, hired to do Sonic Mania that just recently came out that like totally blew everybody away. I actually just got that for the Switch, or at least my wife got it for me for our anniversary, and um, it looks fantastic. Have you honestly. not played it, it yet? Sounds great. I I played it a little bit on my Xbox about four or five months ago, and I think I went through the first level and like everything, the music, it just it looks great. It feels yeah. like a Sonic game, and yeah, it's awesome, man. I've had it for a while. It's it's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I will get through it. I'll let you know when I beat it in a year. I'm anxious to get that new Mario Maker that's coming out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God, yes. I cannot <laughs> freaking wait. It'll be, uh, I'll be there day of. Yep, I think it, that's coming out this month, right? June 19th? I don't or know. No. no, not a clue. Maybe July 19th. <laughs> it, I think it's soon. I'm just waiting for a thing on YouTube to pop up saying out now, and then I'm going to run and go get it. <laughs> Let me look this up. It looks good. It looks I love really the fact good. that it's actually multiplayer, unlike the first one. Like, this one looks good. I'm stoked. It's going to be cool. 
Oh, <clears throat> wait, no, that's not it. Yeah, June 28th. June 28th? Yep. Tight. That's like next week, mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> I got a new game coming to me. All right. <laughs> Jack, what about you? This one wouldn't really fit into the retro topic, but it's a kick-ass song from the play, uh, PlayStation 4 Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man game. It's Why like, wouldn't that fit? That would, well, it's yeah. not technically retro, but I mean, it fits with the topic itself. Well, if they're listening to this in like a couple years, then it'll be well, retro. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. But like the, it'll age like a fine wine, Jack. <laughs> there you go. The very beginning of the game, you're Peter Parker wandering around your uh, apartment, and he's late like he always is, scuffling to get everything ready to head out, and the music in the background start, is playing, and just when you jump out the window and start swinging on, it hits like the chorus of the song, mm-hmm. and it's... Had something about the feeling of it in swinging through the city is just freaking awesome. So okay. much that I had to buy it. Awesome. Okay. If you want to pull that up, it's called it's a, a live war, warbly jet. I'm going to humor you assholes this time, but this is not going to be a constant thing. Oh, so. whatever. You pulled up both of yours. And Jack I had, and I no, 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 no. I had them pulled up before Listen you motherfuckers got here. Is what I had pulled up. What did you want? It's called war, uh, "Alive" by Warbly Jets. Alive. Warble. It's there right on top. All right. Oh, let's see. It was. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Cut into the middle a little bit. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, swinging through New York as good as that game looked. It was just like I don't know, just a. Free feeling, you got just cruising through being yeah. Spider Man. It was awesome. This is like a song, like a song you listen to on a Friday morning on your way to work. Like exactly, yeah. pumped about the day because it's the last, the last day. day right? yep. You know, it's amazing how much a good soundtrack can take a mediocre game or movie mm-hmm. and just put it over the top. Yeah, so you like I listening agree. to everybody's working for the weekend, going to work on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you know, that I've noticed something. Oh, go ahead, sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, say, I, I, I noticed something when you get these post-apocalyptic games during the trailer. They always play the same type of song. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like the like 50s. That acapella, kind of either it's like a slowed down version of an already popular song. And just every time I'm just like, huh. all right, I know exactly what type of game this is going to be. Yeah. Like Gears of War when they play Cool World or Mad oh, World. Right. No, they didn't even change that one, but it was, yeah, the regular version of it. And oh my God, it gave you chills just to see that. You're talking the the, the Donnie Darko song? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that type of music with the new Fallout, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. Every post apocalyptic game, it's always the same thing. I'm just like. (laughs) They're just changing it up and slowing it down a whole bunch to make (laughs) it fit. Any kind of Vietnam game, you know you're hearing John Fogarty or the Stones Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. (laughs) There's no way around. Nope. Um, one thing that I, I like to uh, I often think of is uh, Tony Hawk's Underground, Pro Skater Underground. That game Good is game. fucking awesome. I think two specifically is the one we played nonstop. We beat the game. We had the, the all the park unlocked or the, the custom park you mm-hmm. could do. But one thing that game did that got it right, and this was, again, original Xbox, you could... Download CDs you had to the hard drive of yeah, the Yeah, I miss doing Xbox, that with games. Yep. Make a playlist. And, you know, if you were playing a game that had uh, music <coughs> like that, you could either listen to the game soundtrack or listen to your own 
music while you played. And mm-hmm. I totally forgot about my that. My God, what an awesome feature that was. And I can't imagine why um, other games haven't gotten on board, especially Grand Theft Auto. That seems like a no-brainer there. I think it would be so easy, too, because the tracks are already built in, so it would just play on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I mean, I know CDs nowadays aren't the you know around like they were when the first Xbox came out, but um, I don't know. Maybe there's a way you could shoot an MP3 in there, or just even so, just have Spotify playing through it. Or Ooh, something. there you go, a Spotify app yeah. or something to that effect. I actually attest to that. Um, it's funny because we were given like uh, limited EPs away at our last show, and people were like. I will buy the CD to support you, but I have no way to play it. And I'm like, man, this is this is a dead media. So to combat that, we have to have you know the traditional CDs, and now we have to have USBs yeah. with our EP on it. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. But that's just the where the world is. Yeah. Isn't it? mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to even imagine the CD that quickly became obsolete, but. My God, if it did. It was quick. Yeah. yeah. Go and do a Best Buy. That'll be a fresh reminder for you. <laughs> right. So you can't buy a computer t- anymore without a CD I mean, or with a CD Go player. to GameStop. Yeah. GameStop is primarily the last one I went into. It, it was, uh, I'd say it was about 70% toys and yeah. Yeah. merch. And then games were kind of in the back corner anymore. Yeah. They got to survive. Steam's mm-hmm. killing the industry, aren't they? Oh, they're yeah. turning into a Spencer's Gifts is what they're yeah. turning into. <laughs> T-shirts right. and toys. Hey, you know Epic, what? Epic Games is trying to. It's yeah, the problem are. right now is you got Steam and Epic Games. Instead of them utilizing and capitalizing and making a better platform, what they're really doing is just they're doing the same thing Netflix and Hulu are doing, and they're causing... Uh, uh, exclusives to migrate to their consoles so people can't just have one good experience they have to have multiple subscriptions multiple platforms and yeah. just to witness these great titles and Epic Games is kind of doing that their platform is not great but they have exclusive titles um, that are causing people to have to shift to that and steam uh vendors not so much vendors but games are going in and taking their games off the shelf to migrate to epic because they're paying these developers to come over and causing individuals to now use have to use multiple platforms multiple subscriptions multiple accounts and uh I think we're going through a time of like subscription fee i mean fatigue right now yeah I don't want Steam and you play in Origin and Epic. <laughs> right. Point one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we were just kind of talking about before we started here. You know, uh, you said you were just you joined on with Hulu mm-hmm. over there. And, yeah, it's it's really the way everything has gone. But, how you know, look how quickly the prices are rising on those things. You yeah. know, they oh, were yeah. they were like 30 to then 35. They're now over $40 a month, which is compared to cable. Amazing, but right. you know it's, it's getting it's, there though. It's yeah. going to get right up there with as much as cable will be. Well, it'll Netflix be, right. is almost twenty bucks a month, and it used to be seven. It was yeah. seven ninety nine to join. Exactly. Yeah, right. what is it? And it's like, is it? <clears throat> it's like seventeen now. Well, I've got four K, so oh, I think it's oh, eleven. Look at over there. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, they come in tiers, but it's like I, I think right now I have Hulu, I have Crunchyroll, I have HBO, I have Netflix. I pretty much have cable. Yeah. But yeah. through <laughs> and it's going through these multiple outlets to try to find you know the show I want to watch, and it's like even when uh, Game of Thrones came on, that's the only reason I hopped on HBO, and it's 
I guess I'm keeping it around because there's a couple more shows, but it's it it is it's fatiguing me, especially when it's all these little charges that add up to where I pretty much have cable. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's just it. Just no, no. Uh, but what at least it's not Ad having type. cable and then all the extras too. Right. True. Yeah, that's true. It still makes it cheaper. I think once Disney Plus comes out, I'll get on board with that, and that'll probably be it for me. Yeah. Because mm. as it stands right now. I mean, what our monthly bills like? Well, whatever Netflix is, because Hulu's free through Sprint, Hmm. and then you know Amazon is only one purchase a year. So, right there, you go. That'd be it's more than enough, right? Mm -hmm. What were you gonna say, Mike? I just said what? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, AT and T. I'll get free things. Yeah, Yeah, and I've had it for years and didn't even know it was a thing to my buddy who has Sprint's like, what do you mean you don't have Hulu? It's free, (laughs) asshole. I'm like, ah, damn it. Read your fine print. Yeah. Sign your name. That's good. Hulu is trying to combat um, Crunchyroll right now. They're trying to bring in a mass of anime uh, to combat combat Crunchyroll because there's such a, I guess, negative stigma because they don't properly pay the artist and all this other stuff so we'll see how that goes if they can step up their game i will gladly get rid of my crunchy roll account hmm. yeah that's the only way to see any good stuff anymore right I hate being in the middle of this freaking game of uh of uh what was it network wars yeah. or stream wars <laughs> yeah speaking of which youtube get your fucking shit under control and enough with the ads already yeah, seriously <laughs> son of a bitch like you cannot it's watch so bad anything within like it's last two months yeah has gotten unbearable well you know why they want you to do that or you know why so they're doing you that. buy their service and you don't have to see the ads yep. well, mm-hmm. yeah but fuck you youtube I've- I actually notice if you don't move your crosshair for so long, it's almost like it picks up to run an ad. If you yeah. don't stop an ad before a certain amount of time, it shows you a second ad. And, like, I, I'm i pretty sure it's, like, tracking your activity to see if you're paying attention. Because if you're not paying attention, it seems like it crams as many ads in there. That way they can mm-hmm. get that ad credit from that that uh advertiser you know it's sketchy it's bullshit is what it is it's complete bullshit because where it used to be skip me ads now they're hardly skip me ads. your video will play after these ads. yeah and it used to be maybe every two or three videos you watch you get one this every Freaking video yeah. now. Is it really? Yes. I don't watch it enough. Yeah. I don't I would enough say I go to watch. I'm gonna watch this video. Worse. What's that, Mike? <laughs> I would say Facebook is actually worse. You know, you try to watch a video Facebook and then worse, 15 yeah. seconds in, it's like ad starting in, and as soon as that comes in, I, I stop with the video. Like I don't yep. understand if they don't realize that, but that's like that has to be almost everyone that watches a video on Facebook, as soon as it gives you that warning that an ad is coming up, like, I'm done watching the video. And I want to yeah. finish that video, too, but that ad's coming up, I don't want to watch the ad. In my yeah, mind, exactly. while, we're, while we're talking about this, I have the scene from uh, Wayne's World where they're talking about selling out, just <laughs> playing on repeat in the back of my head. <laughs> if you've noticed, too, like, when you click on a video to watch it, you know, you can see, like, in the red playback thing, there's little yellow notches. Obviously, yeah. when mm-hmm. your thing hits that, that's when an ad's prompted to come up. And typically, I've, you never see more than, I don't know, in a 20 to 30, 40-minute video, maybe four of them, mm-hmm. three, four yeah. of them. You wouldn't believe them now. I think like they're actually being put in for the YouTuber, you know, instead of the YouTuber doing it because some of these 
are insane. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. It's like, it looked like a pepper shaker had, like, fallen onto the bar. <laughs> there were so many notches on there. Like, what the fuck? It's it's frustrating. It makes me, like, almost not want to use it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, at least on YouTube, you can kind of click away, turn down your volume. Facebook is like, nah, it'll freeze it as yeah. soon as you try yeah. to move away. I'm like, the thing is, is I, I put a... L- when I was in college, actually, I wrote like a a, uh, a four page paper on like the effects of advertisements on the brain. So I don't like hearing commercials because I know of the subliminal messaging and like uh, all of that stuff and what it has on your psyche. So it's like anytime these ads come up, I'm muting, I'm turning away. So everything I try to watch is ad free, but YouTube, I just can't get away from it. I can't like bear another uh, subscription, you know. So. Yeah, uh, and about like after the tenth time, you're like, you know what? I could use Grammarly.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> those commercials are horrible. Is Sam, is Sam, is Sam Jackson gonna sing to me again? <laughs> right? You want to save money? Use Wikibuy. Wikibuy is a free online service. He's oh reciting it. Yeah. That's how many times this poor guy's uh, been exposed to it. He's reciting I'll it. I'll tell you. Yeah, and I, I try not to because I, I I hate the effects it has, especially when it comes down to uh, catchy jingles. You know, the re- the remnants it leaves on your psyche. It's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of such jingles, because this is one that has been stained on my psyche in a good way for many, many, many years, and I don't know why. It's so simplistic. But I'm sure all of you guys know it. When you think of music that plays when you hit the pause button, what game comes to mind? Anyone? The only thing I can think of right now is Battletoads. There it is, sir. Stop, 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 stop. I use that all the time in the background. I I think I just used it in the last (laughs) episode. But um, uh, for some reason, like when when I was a kid, uh, part of the fun of playing Battletoads was just hitting pause and Mm -hmm. hearing that. Stop, 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 stop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I thought you were going to go with By Menon. (laughs) <laughs> by Menon <laughs> Costanza <laughs> Oh my god Here's 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 a pick for you guys And I, ha- I propose a question Because I think Two of the best And yeah I'm a little biased But I don't think it would be hard for anyone to get on board with me And saying that two of the best Ever cartoon theme songs That have ever existed Are the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme and the Power Ranger theme. Oh, easy. Yep. I will counter that with what I had on my list: Ducktales, the original Ducktales. Go suck a lemon, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> good Duck theme Tales song. Is good too. They but had... you're 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 coming. That's harking on a different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I'm not. We're talking fucking ninjas fighting and shit, and and you know you're not getting a lot of that from Ducktales. It's a different feel. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you. What a great theme song DuckTales yes. is. See, with DuckTales would be Gummy Bears, too. Yeah. Mm, now you're getting out on that one. <laughs> it's okay. It's no DuckTales. Du- okay. Okay, shut up, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Back to me. Hey, Rescue you Rangers. posed the question, man. <laughs> I haven't posed the question yet. So, the t- uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme. Okay. Everyone knows that, correct? And the Power Ranger theme. I suggest taking the lyrics... Out of these songs and switching them. Can you imagine putting the Turtles theme song 
like over the Power Rangers opening and vice versa. With you singing with the mouth guard in or not? No. Oh. These would work, though. They would I don't know because I don't know the Power Rangers, the, all, all the lyrics to it. I didn't even realize. As I just said, you don't need the lyrics. Just that opening. You know what I mean? Like all the cameras going down to the sewer. You see them bust out and transform. and That would be awesome, actually. Visualize it. It's fucking awesome. I kind of want to make it happen, but... I'm kind of lazy, so I won't. <laughs> but uh, so you can still imagine it. The power of imagination. Am I wrong? The Power Rangers would fit better with the visually with the opening of the turtles, but the other way around wouldn't work because yeah. you'd be going through the roll call of the turtles and seeing Kimberly. And <laughs> Again, no lyrics. You, you could rework the lyrics. Like um, okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> My demorphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Zordon taught them to be ninja teens. See, it works. Yeah. It works. We can. Anyway. We need to pose that question to David next time he's on the show. Shit. <laughs> He'd be like, this is my last time on, guys. <laughs> I'm done after this. Teenagers with attitude. <laughs> Get me five teenagers with attitude. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else? Do we have any more picks? I've got a movie. What is it? Mike, do you have anything before I get rolling on this? Mike? Maybe we lost him. My bad. I there had the is. mute button on. Oh, so, yeah. My bad. You guys are boring as fuck when I fell asleep. But, uh, <laughs> I hate well, the turtles and Power Rangers. I didn't Rangers. want to cough in your ears, but um, there was uh, something I was going to say in regards to the Power Rangers. Um, oh, you know what I really wish would happen is if they would come together and make like a short film of the Putty Men, like the training they had to endure. Like the making of the Putty Men. Like, I, I want to see like a boot camp, a Putty Man boot camp. Welcome to day one of Putty Camp. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say to me, Private? <laughs> oh my Tell God. me that wouldn't be great. <laughs> First lesson of being a putty don't get hit in the chest. This completes putty training. <laughs> Never understood. Lord Zed made his putties. Weaker than Rita's when he came to town. Like Rita's didn't have this—the button you hit on the chest and they explode into a, like a crash dummy. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? You just kind of hit them and they sound like you were like kicking metal Did for Zed some reason. Have more of them though, because they just done try to defeat. With What's numbers? it matter though if they've got a button in the middle to push? Well, if they get swarmed, it's harder to catch someone if you're swarming them. I guess. Mm, I don't know if you're swarming. It's just a lot of those buttons put right up to your fist range. Just like bop, 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 bop. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You got a big stick, your problem solved. But that's another thing that kind of drove me nuts about Ninja Turtles is you have all these sharp weapons. They never stabbed anybody. <laughs> yeah. Let's so funny to see Lord Zed get concerned. Like, oh, my God. A long stick. <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> that was that made me so frustrated as a kid. I was like, why? Yeah. I, I want blood. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with the turtles, you know. They always had swords and size and shit, but they never used them. They just get them out, hold them, and then kick, or use the handle to bop someone on the head, or you know, that's because the game. foot soldiers were just children, basically. Mm -hmm. Foot soldiers were just people. No, they were robots in the cartoon. They were, but they still—that's what got, I'm talking about. They got hacked up a little bit here and there. Not, not as much. much. But when it came to like Bebop and Rocksteady or the Shredder well, yeah. or any yeah. of them, no Maimon. Uh, yeah, them enough, you know, that'll do the trick. What's that? I'd say, I'd, I'd say if I mean as far as like a music, um, I actually think back to the Goofy movie. Um, I can't remember what the song is called, but it's uh, the High Voltage Guy. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you have to shoot me a link because I don't. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot the link for the... the uh... Go ahead and pull it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got phones pulled up in the fucking shelves. No, um, that's a good... I don't know the song, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've heard it. Yeah, it's... I think I have too. I remember Goof Troop. It was, was it like the movie was like... Um, Play on Goof Troop, right? It was like him and his son, but a little older. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, I remember it for sure. Yeah, it's that scene. I know exactly what you're talking about because, like, he's trying to sing, like, towards the end, right, Mike? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. We'll 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 find it. So my last pick is probably from from one of the best music movies, and I know Jeremy's going to be with me on this. Have you, the rest of you guys, ever heard of the movie Crossroads? Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. Okay, Mike, have you heard of it? Not the Britney Spears movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's already checked out. Maybe. So it's got uh, Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid, in it, um, but it's a blues movie, and at the end, it's all about Robert Johnson. Um, him trying to follow in his footsteps and they do like a guitar guitar off at the end they call it cutting heads with the devil and they bring out um, Steve Vai who's an amazing guitarist mm. one of my favorites and right at the end he they're, they're, it's like an even they're doing their thing trying to out compete each other and right at the end Ralph Macchio breaks out the classic like classic guitar riff <clears throat> from his classical training and it's just that movie always gives me chills in that spot. It's really good. Yeah.
I love that film. I could watch that scene millions of times just because that whole battle was great. Yeah. So, Mike, if you haven't seen that, dude, I will hook you up. I have it on DVD. Makes me want to go scour a nursing home <laughs> looking for what other treasure of people are <laughs> yeah. sitting in there, you know? Are that you a musician? No, what about you? Teach me. <laughs> Which uh, Revenge of the Nerds was it where they did the uh, the talent show? That was the that first, was first one. one, yeah. That's right, yeah. That song is actually pretty catchy. And <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that the one where they put... Uh, the picture of his girlfriend topless on the bottom of all those pies. Yeah. There. Yep. <laughs> it was just a whipped cream pie. There was yeah. no pie in it. Oh, that shit was funny. That was so funny. <laughs> I love that mill, that movie. That and Porky's. Those were both oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Porky's was good. All right, let's move right along. This was uh, first uh, kind of a template of our new revitalized retro roundtable. We didn't work comics in this week because I tell you what, after ep- editing episode 300, I just kind of said, fuck it this weekend to doing anything <laughs> reading <laughs> comics. So we're going to bring those comics uh, back into the conversation one way or another. It's going to be crafty. We're going to be crafty and working them in casually rather than go. breaking for a segment, but we'll get it done. <clears throat> But with that, let's turn our attention over to Mike and talk more about uh, the Torgs Gaming Convention. Uh, Mike, thanks so much again for being here to talk with us today. But, um, <clears throat> you know, we've talked with you. I, I Did I interview Mike on the Korgs footage? I don't think I did. I don't think so. I don't think I did. But I did get a chance to catch up with you and find out a little bit about uh, the Torgs Con. We're going to be attending again here July 7th in Newark. 6th. So I'm looking at a six, and I said seven. Hmm. Son of a bitch. I got you, man. July 6th in Newark. <laughs> but uh, for the people who aren't aware of what it is, can you just uh, give an overview of what Torg's convention is? Sure thing. Uh, well, first off, thank you guys for uh, having me. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um, so Torg Summit was actually founded around a community that is the Ohio Retro Gamer that was made on Facebook. Um, I started out with a relatively dwindling collection and I just decided there wasn't like a real good group for people that loved anything nostalgia and uh, decided to make like a community group page and it just fruitioned like there was so many people that joined within the first I'd say year and uh, it just got to the point to where I was like all right so we have a community page why not have a convention for the community Um, So our very first one started in a small little hotel. We had about 4,000 square feet. We didn't call it a convention. It was actually more or less just a swap meet. Uh, We didn't make any money. It was just, you know, free come in. We had free tables. We had a really good um, hookup through one of our old moderators. Um, Every year after that, we just started bumping up our online presence and it's it's nonprofit and we build it that way we build it for the community every summit that we have all the proceeds go into next year so this year was entirely funded off of last year and the new vendors that come in you know we 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 buy our own door prizes um we have to do everything as far as um vendor relations do all of the tournaments actually this year that's being taken off our hands by one up uh, x esports that guy's fantastic but it was um essentially built for the community it's still a non-profit it will continue to be non-profit it's self-funded there's only uh four of us working on it this year uh primarily two because um 
we had two individuals, uh, both husband and wife, that just had a kid. So it's been relatively hectic, but they've uh, done the best they could to contribute, and they still are. But um, we have gaming, comics, art. We have uh, we had live mu- music last year. We're not going to do it this year. Hopefully next year there will be music playing in the background. Um, we'll have tattoos. Uh, that's something that we know isn't done too often at gaming wow, conventions. Neat. So, um, You're going to make me get on that weekend, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. You guys do awesome jobs. You know, we every year we do our best to innovate and try to stay alive. That's why we're trying to make sure we're not seen as just a retro gaming convention because um, I, I wouldn't say the scene is dying out, but it is kind of drying up. So to kind of survive, we're finding new ways to innovate. That means bringing in tattoos. We tried live music. Um, we're going to try to do photo ops with peoples in costumes, um, doing little drawings here and there. I'm trying to get uh, this Star Wars troupe to come in. And um, we have little penalty boxes at the ice rink. And I'm trying to organize something with these individuals to where you can pay them and have them lock up one of your friends. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like these. Works. Yeah, we did that to Jeff. <laughs> right. yeah. So we're trying to do these little things to kind of like stay relevant, more or less. So and the the tattoo guys, they have flash gaming flashes that you can come in and pay pay, pay like a base price. You know, there's no inflation or anything of that sort. Um, you go in, you pay sixty bucks for something that you would normally pay eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars for. And they're really quick. They didn't have a moment's rest last year. And it's American tradition tattoo. They're down in Circleville. Um, good friend of mine. So we're excited for that. And uh, in the coming years, we're going to keep increasing in space. We went from 4,000 our first year, and now we have 18,000 square feet, 120 vendors. We might have more. Last year, I think we had 90. The year before that, we had 60. We've been increasing in foot traffic about three, I mean, two to 300 per year. And our vendors have been going up about 20 to 30 per every year. So, like, the awareness is there. Getting out, um, people are seeing the quality of our convention, which is great. Um, this year isn't centralized in Columbus, but the venue's great. There's more than enough parking. It's nice and clean. There will be food there that will be specific to the summit. It's going to be awesome. And that's July 6th. Then what time do uh, doors open for that? So that's at 9. You can come in at 8, and you can go ahead, and if you didn't pre-register, there will be a separate line in which you can come in and pay early. That way, right as 9 hits, you don't have to worry about paying. You could go straight in. Yeah, it's 9 until 4 p.m. Okay. The tournaments and everything will be announced very shortly. Same with our drawing. Our Right now, we have a PS4. Um, we have a Pikachu Edition Switch. We have a 3DS. We have a PS Vita. Wow. All four of those. I do believe we're also going to have a. Um, it's a VGA console, very similar to Hyperkin's model, but apparently it's better rated. But okay. it plays both Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Um, so we're going to have a decent amount of prizes this year. In addition to, we're going to try to get vouchers from vendors that people can win. Our trophies this year will have uh, custom engraving on it. So that way you can have something to take home if you win the tournament that says Toward Summit, First Prize, 1-Up X, and so on. It's, it's really cool this year. We, we put a lot into it. 
and it's uh it's gonna it's gonna pan out i think and if everything goes well we'll have double the funding that we did this year for next year i'll be able to establish this as an llc and um start really building this not only as a convention but as a uh, as a business as well that way i can start making bigger moves for the convention that way it doesn't take me 10 20 years to get as big as something such as um origins or so on i i'm surrounding myself with the right people networking with the right people to make sure that it lives on more or less awesome that's freaking awesome just you're talking about it uh great marketing by the way has got me freaking excited all the things you're going to have to do there you know it's not just going into a bunch of people like a flea market you know Mm -hmm. this is like an actual con there's things to do that's freak i can't wait i'm excited tattoos jack i I know that's i can say that's going to be a huge selling point because who doesn't want to go get a triforce tattooed or something I mean, I don't have you a tattoo, and I want one, worried. so maybe this will be the... Right. There you go. <laughs> we were worried. We wasn't sure if it was going to do well, but you know what? They, Like I said, they didn't have a moment's rest. They were working from 9 until 4 p.m. Actually, we had to go over a little bit over in a 4.15 because they were finishing a tattoo. Like, those guys were... They were a workhorse. You know, they had people... Um, I think at one point they had to turn people away just so they could drink water. I'm like, man, (laughs) it it was way more popular than what I expected. You know, the, and for some reason, I'm a big dummy. I forgot to mention this, but you know, we have 32 arcades and, uh, Thorson gaming experience. Um, he's also one of the event planners with me, helping me. He's a huge help. He's bringing in 32 plus arcades. So when you go into this ice rink, the first thing you're going to be met with, you're probably going to see me in a Sonic costume. And then when you go in... Already worth be... the trip. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to go in, you're going to see all these tables. You're not just going to see games. You're going to see art vendors. You're going to see... Um, we have an individual who's setting up that does um, things for veterans, you know. So there's... Um, in every corner, there's one unique vendor that isn't necessarily just gaming, but is good well for welfare for individuals. But if you look to your right, you're going to see an entire side, a circular side, that's going to be the event space. And the event space is going to be like a continual thing. You can go up, play the game of that hour, and shoot for the highest score. That gets you a point system. Then when that turns over to the next game, you shoot for the highest score. That gets you another set of points. And, you know, by the end of the day, those winners, um, they'll go through, uh, play against each other, be pitted against each other. And then the winner takes home a, a, a trophy, you know. And then you look to your left on the opposite side, you're going to have an entire, like, curve of just straight arcades so you have your vendors in the middle you have all this buy sell trade and then you have on the right hand side you got your tournaments on the left hand side you got your free play arcade machines not only for adults but for kids to keep them entertained as well everything's enclosed there there's only one way in or out so it's going to be awesome it's going to look awesome there's going to be music playing on the overhead pa that's not too loud not too soft just enough to where you can hear it's going to be ambient music it's going to be retro game music it's also going to be remixes of that um come next year as you guys know like i I do a lot with music i i would eventually like to find a way to help crowdfund the summit by doing mixing my two passions together my my love for gaming and my love for music 
So I'll Ooh, probably be, be organizing maybe some sort of rave or try to get a bunch of nerdcore bands together. I, I think it'd be really fun, but that's, that's down the road. I got to get bigger first. <laughs> I'm already excited for it. Yeah, dude, it sounds awesome. It's going to be hard for, for us to man the booth at this point, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right well, back. Look at guys, man. We have volunteers that actually will watch your guys' booth for you. I mean, it's something that we offer vendors as well. If people are come in and they're just one individual um, and they have to go use the restroom or want to go shop for about an hour, we do have people that sit in. So, um, wow. it's just something this is to already make sure one of my favorite that place yeah, It sounds like anything <laughs> that you can think of, you have, man. This is, this is awesome. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that'd be Thanks. cool. I, I am so excited. And I, man, you just have gone down and obliterated everything I was going to ask you. Just, <laughs> but you can tell you, he's talked about it before and he's yeah. passionate about it. Yeah. And he's excited, and I am too now. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is going to be so freaking cool. Stormtroopers walking around, tournaments going on, mm-hmm. tattoos. Enough said. Yep. Tattoos. <laughs> I want yeah, to you know, it's so do I, a big thing, too, going off of what you were saying earlier. So we, we don't want it to look like a flea market. We don't want it to be a, a dick measuring contest. You know, it's the the vendors know that it's a community driven convention, you know, so it's we don't want people to come in and feel, walk away with nothing because nothing's affordable, you know? So it's, we right. also encourage um, members from our community page to come in and vend as well. So it's like, if you've got things that you want to sell, um, come in, grab a seat, uh, throw it on the table, price it and see what you can do. Because, you know, it's, we always try to have a good mix of retail and average Joe's, you know? just to make sure everything balanced we have not only just these high-end titles but people also want filler titles you know people want manuals people want um cases empty cases peripheries you know like uh random little toys and trinkets and things like that people still want those things Mm -hmm. and conventions i go to that you only have your high-end stuff you only have your super unique things those niche markets that i end up like not coming away with anything with because you know i'm just looking for onamusha 2 on ps2 not super rare not super hard to find but i'm just i'm always down for those filler titles so we we also try to encourage not only those rare drops but we're trying to find those like intermediate vendors that also just have stuff they're willing to sell as well so everybody's taken care of we have both new and old gamers alike that will be able to appreciate not only the art but the games because we it's not just retro gaming they're current gen as well that's awesome and, and I'm also very curious about uh, your band, too, uh, Adamera. Uh, you had mentioned a little bit earlier you'd like to fuse the two. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little and us a little bit about the band? Sure. The, the band has been, uh, with the current lineup, it's been about seven months. Um, the band actually started out as my old band called That Ship Sailed. Um, we had relative success within Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, after that broke up, I decided I was going to reboot the band. And then uh, we had to, we came up with the name Make Them Believe because we decided we were going to rebrand. And it was more or less the name was they don't believe in us, we'll make them believe. You know? But we started getting invited by a whole slew of uh, Christian bands and stuff like that. We're not, we're not a religious band. So it just got to the point to where the word believe, I guess, just carries a religious connotation to it. So we just 
we were like, mm -hmm. all right, well, no matter what we come up with, people are going to trial their assumptions. So let's literally just take a bunch of vowels. And if it sounds cool, we'll go with it. We'll just make something up that way because we can give its definition to what we make it, more or less. But we're a we're post-hardcore band. Um, I'd say we're about in the middle because there's a light and heavy side of post-hardcore. Mm -hmm. But um, right now we have a single out called Am I Human? It's actually it started as a song about Elon Musk. Um, I don't know if you guys watch <laughs> you guys watch uh, Joe Rogan. His podcast? No, occasionally I do, but not regularly. I no. know what he did on that podcast, yep. though. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? It's actually he, smoked uh, he got on. He smoked a dude, yeah. and uh, he was talking about AIs. And you know, I was just joking around. I was talking to my drummer. And I was like, "Let's write a song about Elon Musk and about AI." So we did, and the song came out as "Am I Human." We actually used a snippet from that podcast during the breakdown of the song. And uh, you can hear Elon coming in. He says, um, we tried to warn them. We tried for years <laughs> stuff like that. Just talking about AI. It's pretty funny. But uh, then we did a music video for it. And everything we do within the band, we try to make sure it's, it's all professional. We've uh, dumped $3,600 into our rack mount system. Uh, I mean, over way over a grand just for the, the music video. We, we don't skip on anything we do. We try everything we can to do uh, to look professional, to sound professional, to play professional. Perception is it's, reality. Mm -hmm. And I've checked exactly. out your, your Facebook page and listened to your single on it. I mean, it shows. I mean, it's awesome. Thanks, man. We, we try really hard because, I mean, the Columbus scene, it's, it's, it's tough. It's relatively tough within the scene right now because bands are being lost left and right, and there's not too many within the genre that's, I guess, true post-hardcore. Um, there's a lot of metal bands. There's a lot of alternative. Uh, pop punk is pretty much, I wouldn't say died out. There's still a few left out, but the Columbus scene is not faring too well right now. So... Well, it sounds what we like tried you guys to, are poised to to fill that void. Then we're trying. We're trying really hard to bring the genre back. We're trying to bring the energy back too, which is the biggest thing. I mean, our our most recent show, I would say, in the two years that that ship sailed, was a band. Um, after a show, we maybe got five followers. But after that Hawthorne Heights show, we played with Emory and Hawthorne Heights. We opened for them, oh. and it was probably the most like energetic heartfelt performance i think i've ever been a part of and the, the guys in my band they did a killer job as well and i've never had so many people actually follow our page go out of their way to give us a review and to comment on our video and comment on our page like that was a hell of a show you know just saying how much energy we put into it and how professional it came off everywhere from our scrims to our merch table and you know it's all that stuff i carry over into my summit and i carry that stuff from my summit into here just going back and forth just realizing how important branding is absolutely mm -hmm. which makes me even more excited for the convention now <laughs> i mean that's i think neil young said it you know never half-ass it if you're gonna do it do it to the best of your potential and it's the truth Exactly. You know why half-ass it? Why put the effort in if you're if you're not going to go all the way? And I know we, you know, here in Candair, when we put ourselves out there, I think we try to. Not, I don't know that we're always successful, but we always try to look as professional as we possibly oh, yeah. can. You know, but I get Absolutely. it. I get it, man. Where can uh, people be going to uh, check out uh, more about Torgs and to check out uh, Atamera? As far as Torg Summit goes, you can go on um, Torg Summit dot 
org, T-O-R-G, S-U-M-M-I-T dot org. Um, you can not only pre-register. Now, I will let you know that um, veterans, um, as a veteran myself, if you guys go in and you have your proper ID with you, you'll actually get in discounted. So a regular admission is $7. You'll get in for 4 um, But you can pre-register on the website. You can get three additional tickets, so you'll get five tickets total door, towards the door prizes. It'll also help you skip the line, which we expect should be relatively hefty this year. You can also register as a vendor. I think we got about 20 tables left. Um, you guys are going to be there, which is fantastic. Um, you can do everything. You can also look at previous year's galleries uh, for what p- pictures we do have this year. Just going back to the branding, we will have professional pictures taken and everything. So we're excited about that. But as far as my uh, band goes, you can look us up on Facebook. Um, it's A T I M E R A. Or you can look us up on Instagram at Adamera Official. You can also look us up at Adamera Official on YouTube as well. We probably will be doing another music video within three to four months. We have a benefit show coming up on June 28th, and that's actually for the uh, disaster relief for the families in Dayton that lost their, their homes and lost everything. Um, and that will be at Big Room Bar. And I, I do believe we're actually headlining that show. So we're really excited for that. And um, everything, all the proceeds goes towards the families. You guys don't even, if anybody wants to come, um, there's other things that you can donate even if you don't want to go to the show. You can look it up um, on Facebook. It's called A Benefit for Dayton. And that should get you there. Well, we'll uh, definitely be putting links on the website and on our social media to help drive people over that way. And I know I'm going to be checking it out myself. You've just really poured gasoline on the fire, (laughs) which is my excitement for this con. I'm really stoked. I'm so stoked. Um, But once again, Mike, thanks so much for being here with us. Absolutely. Well, thank you, guys. And thank you guys for setting up this year. It's it's awesome to have you. It was cool discovering you guys. I've never really gotten into podcast until you guys have actually joined another one dealing with um lo-fi hip-hop oh wow <laughs> they just yeah. talk about lo-fi <laughs> hip-hop so you guys got me into the genre so it's pretty cool i i appreciate you guys yeah well, no we're the gateway you. pod i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the marijuana podcasts right <laughs> I will do the best I can to promote you guys on our socials as well. And I appreciate you guys doing this as well. Help getting the word out. Absolutely. No, thank, thank you, you, man. Yeah, we yeah. will definitely do that for you. Thank you. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to canderpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch, see some YouTube videos. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And again, if you like what we're doing, want to show some support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod and throw $5 a month our way and get you access to the Candair Patreon pod, uh, which we do monthly. And again, has about 20 episodes on there. And uh, <clears throat> if that's still not enough podcasts for you, we've got a whole nother <laughs> yeah. show. Whatifpod.com, or if you just search uh, Candare Productions in your favorite uh, podcast player of choice, it'll come up. And in that show, we just uh, we look at a twist on reality. We offer mm-hmm. one twist. We're getting ready to do an episode of uh, what if teleportation technology actually exists. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about 40, 45, 50 minutes on that, see 
uh, what our world might look like. So that's just an example. We've also done what if people could fly? What if Bigfoot had been discovered? What if we could control the weather? A few of the topics there. Show's getting some good responses. and uh, It is. Yeah. Yeah. So we think you can probably like it too. Check it out. Again, whatifpod.com. We're the, we're the one with the yellow text and the blue background. You can't miss us. <laughs> if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us some love. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and uh, we'll read it on air. Yeah. Yeah, the review, you mean, like, yeah, leave a, yep. write a review on there and we'll uh, read it online. Shout outs. Read it on here, not online, yeah. right on here. I guess the same thing, right? Sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> look at it. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. Just kidding, I'm Mike Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> you do it better than I do. I was about to be like, is this dude serious? <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bright lights, soft shadows. Can you focus? Can you follow? Can you hold yourself stronger? Are you hollow? Are you in control? Wrong sides, or too low. Touch houses, doors to show. No, I can't recall. I feel so slow. Am I in control? Why can't you say it? Why is it?
what are you doing out here? I thought you were grounded. My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! All right, here we go. <clears throat> go ahead, Jack. Take a swig of that dew. Trying to leave some air down there, so I'm like, I'm drunk. <laughs> pull a Rick Sanchez on that. <clears throat> well, I think we have a clip for the end of the show already. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.